I'm all fucking ripped up, rip stop. You know those like, you rip know stop. the Beyblades, right? Yeah. <laughs> not rip stop. I know like, rip stop. <laughs> no, not rip stop. You know how they work, right? Like they've got like that. Do I know it? how Beyblades work? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, yes, it's, like I just status, it's like a rip cord. Yeah, it's, it's, a rip, it's like an engine starter. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's got all these teeth. <laughs> That's me, <laughs> listener. But you don't get to know what it's about. Are you the teeth or are you the cord? I'm the fucking Beyblade, dude. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like not a shitty knockoff one. I'm like the expensive one (laughs) with like cool heavy metals. I'm one of the Beyblades that you get out of a packet of chips. And you have to you have to like break it out of a little cart. Did you get those? Yeah, like little Tarzos. Yeah. Those were pretty sick. They were bad, yeah. And they were all like covered in MSG and finger dust. Every seven months, Matt has to deal with like a complete, complete turnaround complete. of philosophies <laughs> and ways of life. Exactly. Yeah. That's good shit, huh? As long as as long as you keep making nice food, I'll have to allow it. Keeps you on your toes. But the second you get into like denying me the nutrition of your cooking. I think you'd be really sad That's if it. like over. four Friendship years over. had gone by and I was just like really stable. You like you'd be upset. You'd be like something maybe. was missing. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Some special maybe. sauce yeah. was missing. Maybe. I need the little <laughs> a little like a, a spice. Yeah. You just spice this friendship up every now yeah, and then exactly, by dude. doing a 180 on something that was an essential <laughs> part of your identity for the last six months. <laughs> you were so like upset about the sports one, do you remember? I didn't <laughs> I spent mad like three years getting mad invested in sport. <laughs> like literally like slowly, slowly like, man, maybe you should check out this game. Maybe I'm watching Gridiron. You should get into it. Like telling me all about all the different players and all the teams. And I'm like dutifully learning all of their names. Yeah. And then what happened? And then one day I was like, sport fucking sucks, dude. Everyone was fucking, right. I nearly had a fucking <laughs> aneurysm. Like, what? What? Oh, what? Oh, what? He looks at me, you were wearing all this like sports gear. <laughs> yeah, like, I was holding a soccer ball. <laughs> I was like, fuck. Does we, that mean soccer's cancelled? We don't fucking do that anymore, bro. Yeah, we don't. Hey, we should go out for a kick again. If yeah, you think yeah. it's cool. Well, if you not, don't think it's cool, that's all right. I get it. <laughs> no, it's okay. I can do things that aren't cool. Oh, really? Um, yeah, you're allowed. I'm not allowed to do that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Why do you do it so much then? Huh? <laughs> I don't know what that. I don't know what that is. Um, sick. <laughs> Fucking welcome to Hung Up. Episode three point three. My name is Matt. I'm Aiden. You can find us on Instagram at hungup.au, um, and send us a DM, and we will respond to the cool. DMs. Yeah, and uh, leave us reviews. Yes, please. Spotify now has reviews, which is pretty cool. Apple Music, Apple Podcasts. Apple podcasting app. So we went to the NAS postgrad show. And if you are hearing this, then that means it's too late. You already missed it. Or you've already gone, which means you're a good member of the art scene. It was good. It was really good. We loved it. We had, um, we had a really lovely day. It's a nice sunny Sunday. Literally, we had nothing to complain about in the world. It was like we all arrived from d- different locations in the same 30-second window, which is incredible. Yeah, it was nice. It was like full full 90s street meat, like as true. you were putting money in the meter. Yeah, true. <laughs> I was like wrestling with the meter. I was about to fucking hit it. I just it, The buttons wouldn't respond to my touch. I don't know. I've Fuck's never, that all about? I've like you wouldn't know. You're not a driver. Meter, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we went in and we had a great time. 
Yeah, it was fucking dope. Beautiful day, beautiful campus. We were like hyped ourselves up for ages. Like we got to see it. It was mm-hmm. the last day. Yeah. Which kind of gave it some like, you know. Yeah. It gave some emotional weight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was funny. I th- we were like framing it like, cause we were all so hyped up. The three of us, it was like, um, we we're framing it like some kind of like, like a fight. We're like, yeah, let's fucking get it. We're about to get. Yeah. Some yeah. Art. Like true. Come on. Yeah. That was a bit of a like, um, yeah. I wanted to say competitive, but it was more like a, a sportsman like attitude at the beginning. We we're like, come on team. Which is a fun way to like, because I guess it was funny because I was like, just to like maybe 20, 30 other people there, like over mm. the course of a few hours. Mm. And there was so much space to explore. I think it True. felt like we had some like agency or ownership, like more than usual. Yeah, we kind of had like space. all access, access all areas pass, like at some points, you know. Which there is- was times where it was like someone's mom was there and we were like... Ooh, sorry for fighting or something. Totally. Uh, yeah, Aiden but- said sorry for fighting. I, I do not apologize. I'm <laughs> just... That, I mean, no comment. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to let you craft your hung up identity as you wish. <laughs> you and I both know, like... <laughs> who smelt you it, know dealt it. who you are. I know who I am. <laughs> you know who you are. You got to live, you got to sleep in the bed that you have made, my but friend. Yeah, I think like, I think we can, we should start <laughs> off because we like didn't really, we didn't fucking get a map or anything. We just like walked and, and I do this shit all the time. This is, at, this is our, our trademark hug yeah. up style of approach. Go straight, Our approach angle hard. is very steep and it's fast. We just go as fast as we can to the first artwork <laughs> that like pulls our attention in. So like, even if you're supposed to do it in a certain order or whatever, we just go straight in. It's like we see the ice cream in the window and then we eat that. And then we're like, what restaurant is this? And they're like, this is a chicken restaurant. And then we order a chicken. That's what it's like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, like we now we do it without trying and it always serves us really well. True. Yeah. So, so far it's been like 30,000 times we've flipped a coin heads every time. Like how totally. does that work? <laughs> yeah. So this time our fucking ice cream was walking straight into the studios for like, if you didn't go, the exhibition was kind of set up in like two phrases one was like the artist studios like studio visit kind of tier uh and then the other one was like the kind of polished you know front facing exhibition where where you would have been if you had the uh like went to the opening night or wherever so yeah it would be cool we picked out like a handful of stuff that we really liked i think we're just going to give like a kind of rundown and maybe some like connecting dots that we noticed We started in the studios, um, which was, yeah, it was pretty cool. I think we started in the, um, was it the painting and photo media studio? I don't remember exactly how they broke up all the genres. We started in the country and Western studio and um, they had, uh, the, the first thing that really like caught our eye was um, these works by Joseph Christie Evans, which were on big boards, like big um, plywood boards. Um, and we, I think we all pretty much agreed that they were like maybe snapshots or something that had been painted up, you know, to about, I don't know, two meters high or something like that. And um, our favorite feature was the uh, vape. Like there's a, there's a little like purple vape that someone's holding with like a smile in um, this really interesting composition. So it's a board in portrait orientation on the left-hand side, uh, pretty much sort of taking up the whole left of the piece is a big blue jacket. Uh, and then behind that and to the right is the, a big blue sky and then a blue roof. 
uh, and then right in the bottom right hand corner is I guess the subject of the painting um, a short haired person with a smile a sort of smudgy smile with like lipstick on and raised eyebrows and this purple vape <laughs> in their hand um, and we just thought it was funny like so cool that that's now like the technology has caught up with the art or the other way around the art has caught up with the technology do you have yeah. anything to say? yeah yeah, yeah I, I loved this painting and it was nice being in the room like surrounded by these that was one of the cool things about the way the studios were set up it was like a mini exhibition of each artist and you got to be like they had their three walls mm. and you could be like kind of cornered you know or completely surrounded by that world for that moment and yeah the more i look at this painting like we've got it up now there's a bunch of interesting stuff going on so one of the things that we noticed like after looking back at our pictures is there's hardly any faces in the entire show right especially in the painting stuff like there was a lot of like figurative references, like references from pop culture, like icons, um, like shapes. Things from the real world, yeah. Things from the real world, like references to the real world. Like it wasn't like some extreme, like non-representational abstraction. It very much felt grounded, but in terms of like the human subject, mm. that like wasn't really on the cards. Totally. Um, so I love that this... Um, these paintings that Joseph Christie Evans paintings have that and they have it in this kind of, yeah, really casual, almost like kind of corny way. Like it's like a sunny day and mm. yeah, there's all these like, yeah, big bright colors. It gives me some like reminiscent of like, you remember Anna Boros that we saw at Space oh, yeah. YZ, like the smiling cat teeth. Like yeah. it's got a bit of that, like a cat with lipstick. Like totally. it's just a bit cheesy and rosy and just something yeah. that makes you go like, Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. They're really sweet. And like that snapshot nature of it. Like one of the, one of the paintings in that room was, I think maybe the same person um, getting into a car. And it was like, the, the, it was like a photo that had been taken almost, um, as just as their mate was getting into a car or like their friend or partner or whatever. And um, yeah, it just kind of uh, interestingly sort of revealed the, the, the background of the, of the plywood in, in like critical places. I think we've got another picture here. So yeah, we're looking at these as we talk just so we have something to talk about. Yeah. Like in this one, someone's eating um, something with their hands. What, are, what is that? What are they, what are they eating? Like, I don't know. They're eating pasta with their hands or something. <laughs> no, it's not pasta. What are they eating? It's something Dumplings cool. or something. No, it looks like something cool. Like it almost, it almost looks like a bit like a roti or something. Oh yeah. True. It's like yeah. the tearing. Tortillas or something. Yeah. Um, and then the sofa that they're sitting on is like just the wood. So the outlines have all the outlines of the little buttons and the leather surface have been really nicely laid out and then big beautiful white fluffy pillows have been laid out and then the the i assume the black let's say leather sofa is just left so it's just yeah the the light brown uh wooden canvas as it were yeah it's a tough it's a tough effect like visually it's it's like one of these things that i like to i come back to sometimes where it's like you can create this like you know something subtle like objectively subtle mm. can can end up being like quite a profound rupture in the sense of like the logic of the piece. Mm. Like, you know, even though this is quite serious to leave a whole fucking object just as like plywood, like it looks like unfinished and it looks crazy. And it's like, where's the rest of the painting? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a pretty serious thing to do. Like it's a pretty dramatic um, like stance to take. Totally. It's, but, it's yeah. funny because it's there that aside from that, they're, like you could call them accomplished or very like full paintings. They're very full images. And then that is like such a beautiful rupture to have these big 
sections of it left out. But I think it's a really, it's got a really nice balance about it. That like therefore, let's say, um, the the sort of lack of that big um, wash of leather, whatever the color was, is a really nice. Yeah, it sort of grounds it and balances it and makes them light and sort of they feel like they take up less space somehow. Um, I think the blue jacket in the first one we looked at was kind of doing that too. It's like, it's funny. It's it's like one of those photos that you would think was a mistake because someone walked in front, you know, <laughs> in, in in the moment before you got a picture of your friend. But it's very deliberately framed that way. Oh yeah, and then uh, on the sofa, we loved this little detail um, on the sort of uh, background, on the wooden ground, they've written their name, Joseph. And it's so cool. We were joking. We were like, that was Joseph being like, this is my canvas like don't touch my shit <laughs> in the studio and then yeah. like that's the side that ended up facing the exhibition which we loved yeah and then it ends up being like a bit of a joke to like you know painters signing their work and shit like yeah like, true 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 it's like yeah. an upside down joseph but yeah there's yeah definitely... wouldn't it be funny if it was like property of picasso do not touch <laughs> like yeah but there's a uh yeah no there's a really nice i wanted to say one thing like because when we move on from this there won't be much talk of people or subjects in a direct sense true but like you kind of mentioned about the the first painting with the blue jacket mm. um you know if it were a photo it would be like a bad photo a mistake but you know that relationship between the, the photograph and the painting is the painting cannot really be a mistake not in this case like it has to be i'm going to take that to, you know if there were was a reference photo yeah i'm going to take this and then i'm going to render it you know yeah lovingly, in paint painstakingly these paintings have so much love in them it's like a really True. nice thing there's this like real honoring of like i'm having a vape i'm with my friend <laughs> like i'm watching my friend fucking eat roti or whatever mm. bread with her hands on the couch and True. like i fucking love them so much and i think that's one of the things that i really dug about these paintings cool they're really honest okay and then we moved on we're just gonna like rapid fire go through these because we don't have all the time in the world no, we tonight. spoke for ages hey yeah we did we did hang uh -huh. out for a little bit too long beforehand maybe no that was that was less than usual was it less than usual? Oh, okay. Because well, normally we have to cook... in a hurry for some reason. Normally we have to cook a whole dinner. True. Oh, yeah. I had prepared You know what them. I mean? I was up until two making a Matt had bolognese. bolognese. And thank you so much for that, dude. Uh, you're welcome. We did the uh, yeah. Marcella Hazan recipe. Big, oh, my God. It's big so recommend. good. Yeah. I almost want to, like, take it to people's houses to, like, show off how good the recipe is. You should. It's almost like having a really good album, you know, like, that no one knows about. Yeah, man. I was getting a couple of comments when I posted the recipe online being like, eh, you're doing it in the wrong order, but I don't know if you tasted it, you know? <laughs> no comment. Um, no comment. Anyway, right, so then uh, we're into, I think this was in a different little building. Yeah, this, this was, was a yeah. different building, yeah. I don't know if all of these pictures are in order or whatever, and like it doesn't really matter, but anyway, so we've got this painting by Claire Wigney up now, and the... Um, the title is To Make Eight, and it's oil on canvas, not for sale. Disappointingly, we really liked this one. And it's just the the letter, the number three in that kind of uh, US sports jersey font, um, rendered in the most amazing, like, yeah, digital analog style or like um, video filter, something, something. It's like really a, a really developed... Um, uh, vision of all these like this is Claire's works that we saw as a whole were these really beautiful um, developed visions of like little ephemera of TV snippets and maybe s signs from stores and stuff like that um, it would be interesting to hear what their um, you know 
because I'm pretty sure at NAS they like make you ground all this stuff in some kind of theoretical, right? Yeah. Um, it'd be interesting to hear what their, you know, thoughts were about the process. But yeah, we, we were in love with all these. They're so like, at once they're kind of got that um, like teasing subject matter where it's, it's not, yeah, it's not like a face or, or even a, um, an object, like, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. I'm just looking around my room, like uh, a radio or a pair of scissors would be like a very concrete object. But these are all sort of human-made, like, signs and scribbles. Not scribbles, but like, do you see what I'm getting at? They're kind of, um, they're ephemeral in the sense that they, that they, they're not really meant to be kept. They're meant to like display things. So it's just this like layering of displays of displays and, um, paintings of pixels and paintings of film grain or something that um we just thought was so like hypnotic totally yeah it's it's for me it's a pretty like it's a well-worn subject especially now like you see it like that like um uh like taxonomy of things like Mm. i don't know like phrases like there's like this uh, maybe a subtle like irony here too like Mm. with painting some of these things like painting the like TV ad or like mm. painting the like nail salon thing, mm-hmm. um, but capturing that kind of like you know street shit. Mm. Like I don't know, but but uh, for me it slows that stuff right down. So like a couple references that this painting makes me think of. The w- one that I like mentioned in the gallery was I don't even know this dude. I like only know this painter from like liking this painting, and I only know the painting from a William Carlos Williams poem but the painting is called i saw the figure five in gold by charles demuth ah. which is like it's a i guess probably something from like the 40s or something yeah it looks like yeah 20s yeah, yeah 1928 like so american it's... modernism or something yeah it's like uh, art deco yeah but it's totally exciting image to me hmm. and i love the title and it made me think of that yeah and then the other thing that it makes me think of is the seattle seahawks qb russell wilson <laughs> who's like one of the best all-time <laughs> scrambling quarterbacks and uh-huh. he wears number three uh-huh. um and yeah in america like in nfl your like jersey number you own it and like each position gets like i don't know part of the numbers one to a hundred like if you're like a quarterback you get like one to 12 and then like the offensive Uh linemen get like 90 to 99 i see but in like australian sports Mm -hmm. usually like in rugby and stuff your number is a position Right. So yeah. your yeah. number is just a position. 12, that's the position. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in America, there's a lot of identity with the number. <laughs> that's cool. Like, and they'll like retire the number if yeah, you were good enough. Were. So they'd probably like the Seahawks would probably retire number three. That's so cool. When Russell Wilson no re- more retires, up to this guy. It's exactly. Yeah. That's that's a cool little uh, sports story. There you go. So he does like sports after all. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> just not allowed to say it anymore. You, you can't unlearn what you knew. But there's something quite fucking dope about making a number like a profound thing Mm. that you can like feel about and talk Mm. about for five minutes and like the title what is it two makes eight yeah it's like what is that like i guess like you only need one more line on that three to turn it into an eight true yeah i loved the title though something about that yeah really tickled me puzzling like sort of yeah cryptic thing like two fours make eight and this is a three you know like yeah it's just something <laughs> oh, something yeah. off about it like yeah. yeah it's 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 wonderful let's look at another another claire wigney these were just in the like the 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 sort of yeah in the studio we're not even on the the air quotes exhibition itself yet we liked this one yeah we like this one a lot um 
so uh, can I get the name of it? Does it say camel? Where our like phone Contrast. doesn't zo zoom in enough. Just call Contrast. it closing down sale. <laughs> closing down sale. And it's like, yeah, it's like Claire has like painted individual pixels somehow painstakingly around all these letters, this kind of busted out, busted out sign. And the, the, the textures kind of make up the composition of this. Like aside from the flyer, you can't really tell what exactly is going on, but it's an absolute like masterful study in texture and color. And then like raises all these kind of um, questions about like, um, or, or raises all these feelings for me about, yeah, things about like nostalgia and, and like obsessions with, with aesthetics and like how much has changed since this aesthetic was like in our everyday life. And like, yeah, it's, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's really exciting. I love now looking again. It looks like it could be, yeah, on through a window again. Mm. Like that's flies like stuck on the inside of a window and you're looking in. There's a really nice kind of like, see the bottom third, there's this like yeah. triangle shape and then there's like the circle in the middle. There's just some really nice compositional rhythms going on. But yeah, no, I remember all of us like being a bit like, whoa. Like there was something about these that like captured captured our attention in, yeah, like a really like contemporary way. I, I remember like seeing them and being like, damn, you know? We were, we were shook. We were fucking shook. Good job, Claire. Okay, now we're on to, uh, so this, I think this was in the exhibition itself. Am I right? Yeah, Corey? so, so far, I think we've mostly just spoken about studio stuff. Yeah. And then this was like, yeah, in gallery too or whatever. So these are works by Corey Black. Um, Aiden, do you want to like introduce them? I think they were like my favorite works of this room. Um, I haven't really seen anything like them and there's kind of a lot going on. So now we're really into like, yeah, a pretty heavy abstraction. Um, they, what, these are like UV prints on some kind of, I don't know, do you know what the backing board is? They look like, um, it's like acrylic or something that has been cut out by like a laser or something yeah and yeah so they're these kind of there's like multi dimensions the first thing that i kind of just got fascinated by was the prints mm. before so you've got like the two i don't know big like sweeping aesthetic components mm. are like the shape mm -hmm. and then like the prints yeah so some of them are more conventional like canvas like shapes like one's just a rectangle mm -hmm. and you kind of get lost in like the rhythms of the abstraction mm. and then some of them have like yeah pretty extreme cut out shapes yeah it's sort of it's like part of the border but also part of the composition like yeah it's it's hard to nail down where where one of those features ends and another begins totally but yeah i think there's just something about these especially like the work they were around like a lot of it was beautiful but like some of it we were like you know we were just looking through the photos and we were kind of like oh, all right like we probably won't speak about that sure um but like in that room these really stood out to me as like this is something new this is something that feels like it's like working towards a definition of like an, uh, an aesthetic style or something that felt really new yeah totally yeah like if maybe yeah. new isn't the right word it's it's talking to stuff that we see at like the cutting edge of like modern technology like it's definitely got this kind of ai sort of haunted kind of um like internet vibe going on right and then and then it's got this kind of like i, I would say like daring or even brave um 
assembly of materials. Like they're reflective, they're really reflective in this kind of funny way. Like the, the picture that we've got here that we're looking at, the exit sign is reflected like very clearly, you know, in the, um, in the thing. And then the border is just this like, uh, yeah, I was saying, I'm trying not to refer to everything in terms of video games. Since we did video games last week, I'm like, Thinking, I'm thinking a lot about video games. But yeah, it's, it's giving me Gears of War vibes, like big time this thing. And I never even played that game. In fact, I thought it looked kind of dumb. But aesthetically, I think that game was important somehow. Yeah. But yeah, I think what, what Aiden's saying is, yeah, it's it's like it's um, Corey has, has gone ahead and like defined their own kind of uh, modern visual language, you know, beyond probably the bounds of what let's let's just venture to say what NAS has to offer its students, maybe. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the teachers were, like, fucking thrilled with this stuff, you know? Yeah, it's really exciting. that This one, and maybe we can, like, move on to the next one, but this has, like, yeah, it is, like you were saying, like, feels super contemporary, feels mm. super, like, Web 3.0, but it also has, like, some, like, yeah, and it, other, like, see that big fucking circle top right? Mm. That feels like some kind of, like, yeah, whether it's, like, a sci-fi thing mm. or, like, some kind of quicksand thing. It feels like it's got, like, this sort of portal totally yeah i have sauron yeah exactly Uh yeah i wonder if we can get a title for this let me look up a title for that just so we can all stay on the same page it's um it's cool it's it's also like yeah i guess when i was thinking about the um joseph works earlier those kind of like bright paintings i knew we were going to talk about this and Mm. i feel like this is you know some of the like darker work in the show yeah you know like other things had you know more like the color palettes were quite bright or quite natural yeah you know what i'm saying yes whereas this stuff was like yeah like messy and dirty and all blended up yeah the colors maybe it's just like a digital thing the colors are actually insane it's like if you ever like had um you know, finger paints or something when you're a kid and you kind of accidentally mix too many colors together and they, they, you wind up with like this, like a black hole of like browns that you can't sort of redeem by any, by adding any color. And it sort of had, it flirts with the threshold of that like color hell. Oh my God. Amazing. Yeah. So this is called Prophecy is Dirty and Ragged by Corey Black. Aluminium fusion print custom machine cut. Even the words sound fucking metallic. Um, all right, cool. Let's move on to... Let's do one more, Corey. Yeah, I think like it's fair to say that this work doesn't look like anything else in the show. Uh, yeah. Right? It yeah, feels like it comes enough. from a completely different fucking... I don't know. Yeah. That one's pretty dope. The like, two worm things. The <laughs> double worm. Yeah. Two phallic objects. That are like straight up pixelated too. They're, they're pixelated and then the border is pixelated too. Yeah. Which I love. I love that too. And they're kind of thrust out from the wall on these like Bunnings, like garden rake hangers, which is just dope. Like, <laughs> very cool. Yeah, they look like um, lightsabers from like, they, they also look like, um, they look like lightsabers from like some kind of dark alternative universe. They look a bit like, we were talking about like Abe's Odyssey at the pub a little yes. while ago. Is that they what look, we said? Yeah. Yeah, they look a Fuck, bit dude, like that. Is, is everything video games or are we just being... <laughs> Maybe we've gotten to a point where, like, whether you play video games or not, like, if you're an artist, the visual culture has, like, borrowed and blended so much with whatever fucking video game culture. Yeah. Let's open those neural floodgates. That's the two, like, phallic-looking objects. Yeah, we'll we'll put the link in here so you can, like, look at all these images. Corey Black's titles give me the the whole, like, fantasy fucking through line that I've been 
stringing across all these episodes and you you've also been doing this except bud what does that one refer to huh i loved that one bud yeah bud is cool but yeah we'll drop links right because the all the stuff is really i mean people have seen this already probably or yeah well we can just like give them links to no we don't have to give them individual links but just i mean yeah most people probably know it's really well photographed online yes absolutely yeah god damn it Corey, so cool yeah, if anyone can tell us why Naz took all of these arts artworks and put them as NFS, like not for sale on the website, it's like one of us was uh, potentially going to buy something and then they're uh, they're all not for sale now. Yeah, it'd be cool to know what the deal is there. I mean, whether people feel okay about that, whether you like, it seems like you don't get that mu- that long to buy stuff, but maybe there's a yeah. reason. Yeah, I don't know. Art market nerds, hit us up. Yeah, let us know, please. Yeah. We're dying to know. Cool. All right, Sweet. let's move on. So we're back in the like research studio zones where people, I suppose, are displaying the things that they didn't get to show in the main show. Uh, and we come across Luca Blasonato, whose work just totally bowled me over. Um, I don't remember what I saw first, but I think I loved every single work of theirs that I saw in the show. Um, let me just talk about this one, though, which is called... Neo Element 23. It's bleach on canvas with acrylic painted perspex frame. Yeah, so the outside of these, like where the the wooden frame would normally be was this kind of painted acrylic. And then the canvas itself is like peach colored fabric with these kind of uh, bleached and gray like tooth figures sewn on. Um, and then through the middle, down the center of the canvas is this, um, it's like an embroidery pattern from a, um, sewing machine. That's like a sort of, uh, it looks like the cover of that Arctic Monkeys record. It's like a, it looks like a little sine wave or something. Um, I just thought they were like, like premonitions of like future fashion trends or something. They feel incredibly like runway and like Vogue to me which is really cool. Um, Luca also produced a magazine, which we loved. I don't have a picture of the cover of it, but like we've got a picture of Aiden's hand holding open the page that says abstract. So it's like the abstract. And it's kind of in this like 2000s font with like a gradient in the background and shit. Like, damn it, so cool. There's a cool like end line of this abstract where they say, I sometimes feel I'm a kind of witch doctor trying to enchant my audience with my potions and colors Mm. but i'm also like an eternal student always learning more about the possibilities of color and its power to transport our imaginations beautiful well done look beautiful and i wanted to like speak to that as like one of the points from this show Mm. was it was pretty colorful so colorful like there was like this real like brightness yeah and use of color like yeah Yeah. bleach like Almost all throughout. I wonder whether someone at NAS is like, <laughs> what you know, one of the... Someone's putting something in the water. Whether that or whether, you know, like all the scenes like do get heavily inflected by... Like I know like when I was studying like poetry or whatever, like the French 70s, like Rimbaud and stuff was what the professors, professors were really into. And that had like right. shaped what, you know, the young academics yeah. were into. And True. like, you know, it's pretty like small scene to the point where, you know... 
that could totally, that could totally be like a sort of seed for all this. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, well, definitely. Maybe, yeah. Whether it's a seed or not, I think it was interesting because yeah. there's definitely like been phases of like art where you could go in an exhibition and everything could be brown like like, or black and yeah, white. Yeah. 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 True. So true. Yeah. I definitely it like was such a colorful show, despite the like most despicable year that all these students probably had. Like true. being forbidden to go and access the fucking facilities that they're probably paying through the nose for. <laughs> true. Yeah, Ouch. that sucks. Yeah. If um, you have any horror stories about that, please send us a message. <laughs> yeah. We'll read them on air if you want us to. Yeah. Otherwise, you can just confess or something. Yeah, totally. Um, and then the last Luca that we saw in the sort of research. Um, studio or whatever was um this pair of dolphins which was a really beautiful like full circle because it's like probably the third or fourth like dolphin sighting that we've had in a gallery since we started running this podcast i've seen more art dolphins than real dolphins yeah i was saying that the other day at the beach like yeah i i've never been this close to a dolphin in real (laughs) life before so yeah seeing them like really joyfully represented in um in paints uh, it was like it's just always a pleasure they make dolphins a good have, meme. have rapidly and easily become the spirit animal of this podcast they kind of look like in the back of this painting like femur bones or something yeah i was getting bones um yeah and that works with like the last one we were looking at with like the peachy pink background yeah had um <laughs> so uh, this painting is called market dolphin <laughs> yeah that that had what looked like molars or teeth yeah in the background as well which i like there's definitely a, a sort of biological like yeah an x-ray kind of look background of this yeah this is really dope actually yeah yeah, yeah. damn it luca you fucking it's got kind of me it's messy dude. and scrappy yeah that's the shit you love yeah like bit of acrylic and a bit of mess on the sides i yeah, love it really yeah. nice yeah good job Well, I think if we're going to talk about, like, colour, there's, like, one artist in the show who was, like, unapologetically colourful. Oh, yeah. And maybe bucking the trend, I think we preferred the, like, exhibition. Yes. You know, the stuff that made it to the the big gallery that just felt a bit more realised. It's Madeline Feist um, who had created, like, again, fantasy, but more, like, fantastical. Yeah, more like... um Dr. Seuss fantasy. Yes. Yeah. Than uh, Skyrim <laughs> fantasy, which is our default <laughs> yes. fantasy setting yeah. from now on until forever. But this is, yeah, this was really exciting. Yeah. So, yeah there was go. so much fun in this, like, uh, in this, like, wall of the room. I wonder if we can get a couple of the names of those works. Do you have a picture of that? I think yeah, I've got, I know that one underneath the big umbrella Fuck. is called Tramp Stamp. Okay, really? Yeah. The titles of these works are just like so much fun on their own like tricky throne slash big flushy just that as a phrase i'm like happy to just take that with me and tramp stamp vortex of apex amalgamation it says vortex vortex give me a look at again at the titles i want to like read off some of the materials too because i think this will give you like a pretty cool like yeah we've got wooden chair paper pulp toilet flushing mechanism like expanding foam sand wig hair wig hair makes a bunch of appearances like what have we got like acrylic paper pulp yeah so air conditioning filters like really in that kind of like wacky like scrappy repurposing world yeah these were definitely a lot of these were like probably garbage right like that she found straight like, up she found some trash straight and, up yeah um and there's a gallery that like i will not name because i like it and it's a ari but like they have a habit of like <laughs> p- 
putting together shit like this, yeah. but without what I would say is like the fucking pain of laboring uh, like through your MFA with those materials. Like this is where you end up yeah. when you like dedicate yourself to an aesthetic practice and you like learn with your body, you know, you yeah. learn to know those materials. Yeah. And this stuff is like shockingly bad when they like don't know that. Yeah. When they don't have that deep knowledge of like turning trash into something like profound. Yeah. But like, again, like in, in a similar vein of like Corey Black, or maybe these colors are kind of more indicative of the rest of the show, mm. but it was really exciting to me to like capture this, like this fun, like you were saying, like that Dr. Zeus, like what is there? There's the big kind of towering tippy sculpture of like, what is it, like cans? Yeah. The blue what one. was that? There was like a tube sort of, yeah, this thing, yeah. Like a wacky, spotted, blue... Yeah, so it looks like a bunch of, like, aluminium cans, maybe. It's, um, it's like ducting from, like, air... Con air, air oh, that's the something. filters, yeah. No, I think... Oh, actually, I don't know. Anyway, whatever it is, it's like a big, windy tube. It looks like the, like a long section of that, that part of a straw that they give you on, like, a little up-and-go or, like, one of those uh, mm. little juice boxes. <laughs> the bit that you can go... <laughs> like, folding in and out. It's like a long version of that. <laughs> And yeah, spotty. When was the last time we saw something spotty? In totally, a, totally. I mean, come I, on. I love with like, the chair that you that is like you're not allowed to sit on because it's like got a big. It's got like the uh, like a bench seat sort of a bench um, armrest in the middle of it, so it's like forbidden. It's yes, so good. Totally, and it's yeah. I guess that's cool. That's like I saw a cool post like just on Twitter the other day of like these bodysuits some artists had made that was like for dealing with that, like the hostile architecture. Hmm. So it was like a suit. Did I send you that with mm. like? say there's like uh, those things like they put on like public benches or whatever to like yeah. stop you from laying down yeah. this suit was absurd so like it, the suit would have like massive like blocks on it so you could lay and it would have like like negative space <laughs> so where good. the like hostility would be oh, that's and so they good. had made some like really funny ones like you know where the like city had gone to extreme lengths to shut you out like <laughs> yeah. the suit needed to be bolder to like handle that um, but yeah, this stuff also throws back to like, yeah, I mean, like surrealism and like Salvador Dali and shit, right? Like uh, yeah. the fucking lobster phone and shit, which is, you know, whatever. Like it feels definitely like a contemporary version of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. This chair that we were just talking about has like a mullet on the back of it. Like. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. True. And it's got, and like, maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but if you, if you will, um, oblige me the, the like silhouette of its feet that have been molded like those are yeezys <laughs> it's got the like squished out like big sneakers it's a like. stretch that would be cool that is a huge stretch i don't know if madeline would be impressed with that but i think like i reckon they would this like despite like i i i sort of used dr zeus like um kind of hesitant with like with hesitation because it's it's cooler than that makes it sound. I think it's it's got this like vim and life to it. It's like fucking modern feeling, you know. Um, but it, it does evoke this kind of like play and silliness, which like is re is always refreshing in a gallery. Like we're always talking about how you know things get boring in art galleries sometimes, and this is not that fun and humor. And I don't think like the artist would have like should feel any kind of way about being compared to Dr. Zeus. Cause True. I think that, you okay. know, that work is, you know, pretty emblematic of a certain type of like, you know, fun and depth yeah. going yeah. hand in hand. Totally. Um, yeah. Cool. No, really, really cool way to like round out this depiction, I think. Right on. Yeah. So, um, yeah, really 
cool show. We were glad to have caught it before the end. Yeah, I think like overall, this was a really, really exciting show. Like I didn't really fully know what to expect. I've never been to one of these before, but I think it totally moved us. Like we were driving home and it was such a fucking beautiful day. And we had like a sick pit stop where you had like anchovies on toast. And Yum. I finally found this like German tea that I'd been wanting to drink for like <laughs> oh, yeah, years. Club Mate. Club Mate. And we like split that in the sun, like yeah. on Oxford Street. Yeah. And we were like driving back with like the sunroof down. Like yep. it was just such a like like i don't know beautiful afternoon and i think we felt super energized and like it just felt like yeah i was like damn that was sick that was sick that this was coming out of like our city yeah like such a breadth yeah. of like really good work yeah it made us feel really good to be living here and like surrounded just like with overflowing you know with good art um so fuck yeah sydney keep doing it keep doing what you're doing thumbs up Review and Rex. All right, review. Review. So, oh, what a busy weekend we've had. Um, Aiden and Matt, Aiden and Matthew, young squires, young fantastical squires. Aiden's Did, giving me an expression now. I've actually got a piece of juice for you. Oh, go on. It's not that juicy. Give but me the juice. Carriageworks is now shut for like three months. Whoa. So we like got there. Whoa. We saw well, the last thing. The listeners don't know, but we went to go see uh, Straight Talk by the dance company Marigeku. Yeah. Um, at Carriageworks. And it was like the first time I'd been there in ages. Yeah. First time post COVID. Yeah. Fucking reminded of how beautiful a space it is. And how they like to cram you in in like tiny seats. <laughs> oh my god, the seats were so the uncomfortable. The seats were so small. Everyone was squirming. <laughs> but my, I was yeah. like, fuck yeah, like pack yeah. me in, bro. Yeah, yeah, it was cool <laughs> to be packed in. It was so funny. It was the same night that um, Ash Barty was going to win her grand final. And the guy in front of us was like, him and his wife were like checking the score before the before the show. And then after it, we're like, yes. like. <laughs> but yeah, the guy in front of us was like, maybe not impressed. Like, I mean, it was a long show and it was like different difficult work you know it was difficult um, but um yeah seats were small oh, oh yeah one thing i wanted to say was like i used to have that job so i used to like set up seating banks and like roll out rubber um dance mats for bangara which was a cool way to like see sort of behind the curtain of like a, an element of sydney's art scene it was cool it was a very informative and interesting job and i worked with some lovely people a couple of decades but a lot of lovely people um so the lights go down we're not going to describe the whole show to you. I think we should just pick like one caveat and yep. then like I reckon we pick like a couple of our favorite moments. Yeah. Mostly because it was well, that's my that's washing. washing. Yeah, so I, I think um I think yeah, we should p just pick a couple moments that stood out to us. It was a really wide-ranging show mm. and it had like a lot to talk about. Mm. Um you could probably like, you know, easily spend a few thousand words or a whole episode talking about oh, yeah, it. Totally. Um but there were some really like beautiful moments. But yeah, I would say like it was pretty challenging from mm -hmm. an audience member. Like as someone like, you know, we dig dance, but it's probably mm -hmm. something like we know the least about. Sure. Yeah. Or like even know as in like, you know, we have seen less dance performances than anything else. Totally. There was definitely some like dance heads in the crowd who were For like, sure. oh, I can't believe they did that. That's so For cool. Sure, and we were yeah. like, sick. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it sort of felt like um, a postmodern like opera or something i don't know it was like a postmodern structure where the narrative like was i mean i was gonna say it took a backseat but they were they shattered the idea of narrative like there was no there was no question of that there was definitely some like big strong through lines in terms of like indigenous incarceration and like 
um, disadvantage and um, there was like a bit on climate change um, and like mental health stuff too. Uh, but the overall, like the um, the dancers each kind of got their like solo moment, and um, then these big like choreographed like group sequences, group scenes with the most amazing set. I thought really cool set, like this um, big grate in the background, which was like a prison at times and then a club at other times, and like all these other these like really um, interesting uh, lighting effects. Like when we sat down, it looked like solid uh, steel plates or whatever, like solid steel. Um, panels and then when the lights lit up behind it you, it was like a mesh it turns out so you could see all the silhouettes of dancers behind it so yeah really beautiful um, production as well and yeah the dancing was maybe it was like above our pay grade to like fully describe but it was fucking beautiful and very cool yeah it was really it's exciting because I, I don't know if you remember like when I was a lot younger I like got stuck on this idea. I was like, we should be able to like fully express ourselves with like just with movements or something. Uh, do you remember uh, that shit? And you guys were like, yeah, we, we do that. Like people do that. Like they <laughs> shake hands and they hug. I'm like, no, no I don't no. even know what I was getting at. You wanted at. a language, a, a non-verbal language. Some, something like that. So cool. it's always exciting. And like, I think dance is very, very profound, whether you're the one doing it or seeing it. Mm. Um, you know, it has its own like super complex and intricate language, yeah. but it is... You know, and it, it is so cool to see it in like a club context or a gig context, mm. but it's also something very different. Like, you know, the opening dance was like this older indigenous uh, He was dancer. so cool. I think he was my favorite. Yeah, I think so yeah. too. And you yeah. were mentioning, like, I, I didn't really even notice afterwards, but yeah, he was a little bit older, like maybe 50 or yeah, something. Yeah, it was like, he, he had this like, um, like, you know, you could tell from looking at his body that he wasn't able to do all the like super acrobatic stuff that the 25 year olds or whatever were up to, but he had this beautiful deep like knowing expressive talent within him that was just a complete pleasure to like be a part of it was so cool he the the sort of intro was yeah the lights go down and he starts moving to me he was like making tree roots with his hands somehow and it was just amazing it was like you could see all the like knots and twists in like an old old tree somehow with this dance that he did it was so cool man yeah there's something about there were some things I noticed like it can be like a really cool entry point into like bodies and seeing bodies like you've got like this long period of time where you're going to be looking at bodies mm. and like we know like you know your main like lens of looking through bodies is you know I don't know it's it's more pointed than that it's like mm. do I like the way this body looks like is mm. this an attractive body is this mm. a strong body is this True. like a tall body True. a small body it's always a bit more like pointed and like political uh, and yeah, there's moments where like I was lapsing into this, like I was seeing the dancer as like mm -hmm. a person mm -hmm. and like, but then there were moments where, yeah, like you're completely losing them just in like the abstraction of like their movement True. and almost like beyond their like human self, you yes. kind of forget yeah. that that's just like a person. Yeah. And I, totally. it's like, yeah, it's really kind of, there were moments where like, there were moments where I was bored, not going to lie. Like it was long sure. and yeah, it, was it's, long. Yeah. it asked a lot of the audience, but there were yeah. moments where I was like, yeah, feeling really like moved and really excited and there was one moment where it was like this big so that, I don't know there was maybe a dozen dancers and they kept coming back in like different configurations like a few here and a few there and then occasionally everyone and there was this most like what I, I called like the most kind of ugly part like everyone was kind of writhing and there was oh, this yeah, zombie was, thing yeah it was like a like a meltdown, like everyone was melting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was almost like... It was almost I, like a horror thing. Hey. Exactly, yeah. It was almost like a horror thing, like, yeah, zombie vibes. 
something like absurd about it. Like there was a moment where I thought like if someone had, yeah, like the tennis guy, like that was the moment he would be like the most exasperated by. Oh yeah. Cause sure, it like, sure. you know, it, out of context, it can feel like not cliche, but you know what I mean? Like there was a lot going on in this show. Sure. Um, but then it kind of resolved with this moment of, and I was like looking for moments maybe because I was like finding it challenging, looking for moments of like, you know, when the performance would extend a hand to the audience. Mm. And then like one of the dancers just came out and like performed something that was like just by themselves, like a lot more traditional. Yeah. And like, yeah, I've only been to a couple of dances, like a couple of ballets or whatever, yeah. but that felt like really like kind. And it kind of like threw me back into like at that moment of complete meltdown, mm. I was further away from that abstract dance and I was more into like, you know, something else like uh, you know it was yeah, making me look at something ugly about the world sure. and like that's fair and that has to be done and of totally. course we can't just have art that makes us feel nice totally but you know it was a, in the context yeah, of a performance it's a nice structural like moment of tension like, yes and it was cool it kind of went for longer than like you know we would like expect or want or something you know it was like a big like tough chord that like gets resolved to a nice beautiful chord you know in music yeah it was cool there was a lot of speaking in the in the thing too like there was those like lots of little monologues and stuff that people had which was interesting there was like a trap moment like guy was guy did like this is australia like the donald glover uh this is america song what's his name again not donald glover that's his name. That's his name. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. But, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's Donald right. Donald Glover's yeah, yeah, his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. And I, but it, you know what it did? It like successfully made me. It gave me enough moments of like unique mm. beauty mm. that I was like, "Fuck, I, I want to see more dance." Like, oh yeah, totally. I would love to again. see, yeah, like to build up my understanding of this this thing. Yeah, it's fucking sure. exciting, man. It was really exciting. Yeah, where are all the where are all the dance students? What's the like? There's the shitloads, bro. The I'm sure there's shitloads. Like post grad dance show. I'm sure there's shitloads. Yeah, like, kind of. Cool. The dance kit does get like put on a fair bit. Sure. Yeah, we should go to some more. It's yeah, fun. Fuck yeah. Recommendations. Aiden goes first. Me go first. I went first last time. All right. My, uh, my, uh, someone in my, uh, wrestling group chat just posted because it's like the year of the tiger. Oh, yeah. Like, or whatever. Oh, yeah. Happy and they New were Year, like, by the way. Yeah. Happy New Year. And they were all like, yeah, fucking West Tigers fans don't get excited. It's not your year, you pussies. <laughs> and I was like, bro, uh, am I allowed to say pussies? I don't think I can. Yeah. I mean, it's nah. a quote. It's a quote. Yeah. But I don't think I can. Anyway. It's a quote. Should I take it again? I'll beep it out. Just keep going. You can't beat me out. It's going to sound like I said something really bad. Anyway, they were all like, don't get hyped up if you're a West Tigers fan. Yeah. Um, this, this ain't shit. This ain't your year. And I was like, hmm, because I am a West Tigers fan. And so my, uh, my wreck for this week is in preparation of 2022 NRL season starting in a month or so mm. that you pick a team. If you don't already have a team. Oh yeah, cool. Okay, you now's should, the time. Now's the time. Like start learning some things, like DM us if you need some help. I can be your like, what is it? Like crystal ball. Like just uh, give me like cool. three. The sorting hat. Uh, yeah, it give is me, the sorting hat. Give me three <laughs> things. What I need to know. Like, yeah, true. Your, where you were your, born, obviously. Yeah, where you were born, your star sign yeah. and your favorite uh, soda, your favorite like <laughs> soft drink. Yeah, just your favorite drink in general. Your favorite drink, and I'll stuff. pick the team that will like you will feel most aligned to. You're the only person I know who could possibly come. Maybe we should make a show. website where you like you get put yeah. in yeah, your like cool, yeah. fil filters, and we spit out a team. I like, like a sorting that. Yeah, hat. I like it. Um, and but that is, it, I'm not being completely stupid. I'm my like love of rugby league has kind of been revived by this book 
by Max Easton, the magpie wing. That's not my rec. That's a tease because I'm still reading it and we, mm. we want to cover it on the pod. Yeah, we're going to do a full coverage of it. But yeah, the magpie yeah. wing, you should check it out. Get a copy. Such Super a cool local book. book. Holy shit. Yeah. My recommendation, and it's not just because this came up and because I was unprepared this week for a recommendation, but my recommendation is if you have a computer screen in your house that faces into your world all the time, spend a half an hour, an hour, spend an hour and a half, spend two hours finding a really beautiful screensaver that makes you feel calm and makes you feel like you don't need to look at your phone because I have a really awesome screensaver just throbbing right now, which is endless fun to look at and it makes me feel like I live in a fucking sophisticated dreamland with like my shit together and I feel like everything's gonna be okay when I see this fucking computer pulsing away so my recommendation is do some research I'm not gonna tell you how to do it you gotta go get your own ones but um, find a screensaver that you love and let it bring you joy the joy that you deserve it's a really good rec and I was actually looking at that screensaver and I noticed it like not subconsciously, but like on a bodily level. There you go. Yeah. yeah, there you go. This is a good one. I can't tell you who it is because I can't have everyone having the same sick screensaver. No, as this me. one's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, someone thought I made this. Like the sound guy, um, Will, at, at one of my gigs was like, Did you write this code? I was <laughs> like, No. But thank you for thinking that I was capable of doing that because that's extremely cool. That's quite cute. Fucking right. sick wreck, dude. Nice. Yeah. Thanks. We did some good ones. That's it, right? At hungup.au. If you DM us, one of us will respond. Yeah. Especially if you DM us anything to do with um, art world stuff or art market or dance shows that we should be seeing. Or if you read The Magpie Wing by Max Easton and you just want to vent to us. Fuck yeah. Aiden's got to go. All right. He's got to go to an appointment. Shut the fuck up. can't <laughs> say that on the podcast. All, All messages personal... have to be out. Okay, true. Aiden's got to go to a no, thing. Right? <laughs> oh, anyway, it's just the end of the podcast, bro. All right. See everyone later. Bye. Follow us on Instagram. See you later.